Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Welcome back to Being the Phoenix of Your Own Life. My name is Julie, your hostess with the mostest. And I have such a fun guest today. And for those that don't like cussing, you might as well just go ahead and skip to the next episode because this guest that her favorite word is the same word as mine. And I thought, you know what? I must have her on my podcast because she believes like I do that cussing shows a sign of intelligence. So with that, uh, my first guest, or not my first guest, my guest today is Miss Amanda Nelson. Amanda, tell us a little bit about yourself and then I have a question for you. Yes, hey, I am Amanda Nelson of Exploring Amanda. I am an online creator, speaker, and author. And yeah, fuck is my favorite word and I love saying it. And so I love that we have that in common. Um, It's probably not the podcast for you if you get offended by that word, but if you don't, then hey, you're my people. And I'm so glad to be here. So thank you for having me today. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I saw that the first time. I was like, oh, I think we just became best friends. I think so. (laughs) So this is Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life podcast. So I always ask my guests, we've all been in the shit pit. We've all been in the ashes of of our lives. When is a time that you were in the ashes and that you were forced to rise? And how has it impacted your life till now? Yeah. Great question. And I think really up until about maybe a year or two ago, I don't think I would have been comfortable sharing, but I'm, it's really impacted so many other people's lives, me being able to share my story. And so I would love to be able to, to answer that question. Um, the very first thing that comes to my mind was I was on food stamps and welfare when I was 19. And I'd always had this weird relationship with with money and there could never be enough. And I was always working, you know, two to three jobs, started working as soon as I legally could at 15. And we didn't really like have much when I was growing up. And so it was never like a concept that I had been taught or had modeled to me. And so I really just didn't know how to like fucking manage my money. And so I ended up on food stamps. I ended up on welfare and I was really hanging out with uh, the wrong people. And so, excuse me, I feel that surroundings were a huge part in how I was able to quote unquote overcome that. Um, And it's impacted me today because now I teach thousands of people how to overcome that. I have a journal called 60 Days Away that just helps people to get into a better, into a better headspace, into a better fucking life, into, into a better everything, right? And surroundings is a huge part of that. And so what are you listening to every day, right? What are you watching? Who are you hanging out with? Are your friends actually fucking supportive? Like, do they care about what you're doing and your goals and your aspirations? And so from that point in my life where I was, I was down, I was in the shit, uh, to rising through the ashes and continuing to build my empire right now. The whole thing is being number one, vulnerable 
vulnerable enough to share your story because you don't know who it can fucking impact and you don't know how it can change somebody's life. And also journaling because through the 60 days away journal, that's, that's how I was able to overcome all of the other shitty situations that happen after, because it's not always smooth sailing. And if anybody tells you that they're full of shit. Um, and yeah. so like a dead end job or, you know, getting bullied as an adult in the, in the work, um, in the workplace, journaling got me out of that and allowed me to be my own cheerleader because I didn't have like a huge group of people saying, you know what, you've got this, like I'm rooting for you. So now I'm like, you know what, I'm rooting for myself. And that's the most important relationship that I could have. So yeah, hugely uh, impacted. <laughs> and it's so funny because I, when I saw your journal, I'm like, okay, I need to get that journal. And I teach my clients. I'm like, listen, journaling will literally save your life. And I had somebody reach out and they're like, oh, I journaled for five minutes, but I just, I just didn't know. And I just don't like it. And what makes your journal different and how does your journal work to get people out of that shit pit? Yeah. Good question. Um, it's not your average journal. And I say that often because it's, it's not, it's number one, it's really, really great for people who are feeling like overwhelmed and like burnout and who suffer from anxiety and who, who are just like, I just don't know where to even start because a lot of times you look at a blank piece of paper and you're like, well, shit, that's overwhelming. I don't even know what to write. Like you're saying all these terms like brain dump and throw it all on there. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. So every single day there's guided questions and prompts and activations that are not easy. Right. And I don't think it should be, I think it should be, you know, do it whenever you want. You don't have to be a morning person. You don't have to be an evening person, but these questions are going to be like, okay, cool. What do you want? Like what's, what's on your to-do list. But more importantly, like the one that I really like a lot is um, it's a daily activation and it's triggering to a lot of people because it has the word trigger in it, <laughs> which is a whole different huh. thing, but it says, um, think ahead through your day today. And what is something that could potentially come up that would trigger you? And how would your best self handle that? So you're already getting a head start on what may come up for you and get you in this really activated, heated, hot space. And you're already walking through in your head what that would look like. And so then in turn, you're, you're walking through how would the best version of myself show up for that? So you're already kind of fucking prepared if that were to actually happen and be the case and, and manifest. And so it's like, you're kind of getting a leg up on that really, really hard part. And then there's daily quotes and they're funny. And I, I think there's a little bit of like fun in there and humor because that's how I like to cope as a person is yeah, like saying the word fuck is great, but also like just have a good time with life. So it's not your average journal and that it's going to set you up for questions, the easy ones and the hard ones. And there's humor and it's just, it's good. There's check-ins and you can get really vulnerable with yourself and say, you know what? Um, there's a weekly reflection question. All of them are different every single week. And I kind of hate that. I hated it at the beginning and I really don't like it now because it forces <laughs> me to get really real and I'm not perfect. And so I look at it and I'm like, oh, you know, I could have done that better this week and going into next week, I'm going to really try to be aware of that next time. So it just helps with accountability. And I think um, one of the other things that I really like that you and I also have in common, and I posted it the other day is your diet is not just what you're shoving in your pie hole. Your diet is mm -hmm. what are you watching on TV? Are you watching the news? And as my mom always says, she always, honey, honey, news stands for nothing ever worth seeing. And I'm like, that is so accurate. There is, no if you're waiting for the cute cat video at the end of the news, just go to YouTube. You can find a cat video on YouTube. Right. 
I think it's important as, especially as women, because most of the audience that, that I have is, is women. I think that as women, we really struggle with, if we've got dead weight as friends, we know that our friends are dead weight. We know that all they do is complain or the family members that we know we need to cut them off because they just don't deserve to be in our world. Mm -hmm. We struggle with that. So how do you, what's, what are some tips that you have for people to try and get into that best self and, and do the things that need to be done to, so that we can have a better diet? Yeah. Oh God. I wish I could just shout this from the rooftops. It's all about boundaries. So what are you allowing, right? Because your lack of boundaries is how people treat you. And they think that that's okay because you've never said anything before. Like that's not okay. Or you can't come to me all the time with just bad news. Like it's, it's draining and I am not your therapist. Now I understand that friendship is a two-way street being family members and having just a good relationship, that's a two-way street. So you should be able to go to a person and say, Hey, I'm upset about this, get some counseling and vice versa. And also, uh, I'm really happy about this. And if you're missing that aspect of help me celebrate, I'm really excited. This really incredible thing happened in my life. And I just want to celebrate with you, or how can I support you? If you're only always getting the bad, that is tolling and exhausting. And that is not going to be a long-term friendship. Um, Everybody deserves to have that person that they can go to, but I think what it comes down to is boundaries. I am so, uh, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but I think, you know, in the future, why don't we start the conversation by prefacing, Hey, do you have do you have the time right now? Do you, have, do you have the mental capacity or the energy for me to be able to offload this on you or vice versa? Um, I think it's really just as simple as asking those questions. And, and do you want a response from me or do you want me to just listen? Um, so just the communication tools, the boundary setting in, in the front of the conversation can change everything. And if that other person is not okay with you setting those boundaries, um, and once you set those boundaries and then they try to overstep them and they try to test your limits, which will potentially can potentially happen, um, you have to advocate for yourself and say, this is not okay. And I need people who are going to support me. And I need people who are going to say, hey, I remember you telling me about that goal. How is that going? Um, I just wanted to check up on you. Are you having a good day? Or maybe something positive every once in a while. Or, hey, I heard about this opportunity and your name came up and I just wanted to let you know that I put you in for that opportunity, right? That you should have these people rooting for you and on your side and, and just take an inventory of your life right now. Like in your mind, close your eyes and think about who you have in your circle. And are those people doing that? That's the base, that's the basic line of being a really good friend, in my opinion, is are these people going to be able to support you? Are they here for you if you need anything? And also vice versa, because it is, it is a two-way street. So you also need to be asking yourself those tough questions too. Yeah. And what, and what are your convert? I love it with, when you think about what are your conversations with these people? Like if you're calling, if you're talking to your friends and all you're doing is talking about all the shit that's going wrong in your life. And you're like, Oh, this happened. Oh, this happened and you're joining into it, what kind of, if you think about yourself in the future, if you could think about the perfect place, perfect, you know, me, eight figure Julie, would eight figure Julie be having these conversations? Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm not going to have these conversations in the future, if I have them now, I'm never going to be able to get to that future because 
you know, there's that old saying, you can't fly with the Eagles if you're running around with turkeys and chickens. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've had to do to quote unquote, or if you have to break up with some of those friends, what have, what have you done that has helped you through that process so that it's not, cause let's face it, it's going to be fucked up and it's going to hurt. Right. Because sometimes yeah. you have these friends for like 10, 15 years And then all of a sudden you realize you're like, oh shit, everything that we talk about is just fucking negative. Mm -hmm. When you have to break up with a friend, how do you do that? And what are some tips that you can give people to really hold those boundaries and be okay with people walking away? Yes. So I'm going to answer in two different ways because I truly do think that it depends on what kind of friendship we're talking about. If we're talking about a lifelong friend, um, I am still mourning that friendship has been over for about almost a year now. And yeah, it is going to suck. And it hurts more than a breakup. I just want to be very, very honest. And it's very, very difficult. But what happened was I simply said, this is what I need and not in the, this blunt of a, but this is what I need. Um, I'm not getting that from you. And I value myself and the relationship that I have with myself more than I do to continue this. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And that sucks and it's gonna fucking hurt and it's gut-wrenching, but you have to value yourself, the relationship you have with yourself because you're all that you have in this world. Um, If you don't, then you're just gonna be, continued to be sucked into this vortex of just everything's negative and it's gonna be toxic for the both of you if you let that continue. And then secondly, um, if it is a friend, I mean, of course it's a friend that you care about, but maybe not a lifelong friendship, maybe just a couple of years. I think it it might be even easier to have that conversation. and I have had to have this conversation too, pretty recently. Hey, uh, it was through text. I wish it was over the phone, but I, um, I don't think that the other person receiving was quite ready to, it would have more, more or less felt like an attack. So what I did was I sent a simple text. Hey, uh, I feel like we're far enough along in our friendship for me to come to you with this. What happened, um, last night at this event was not okay. And I just wanted to let you know that like, I am feeling very uncomfortable and I hope we can work through it. It's like nothing ever happened now. It's, it's fine. It's perfect. We had a conversation. She apologized. We were very clear on boundaries and I'm like, oh my God, this is what a healthy friendship fucking looks like. This is easy, right? <laughs> Who knew? Like, you, and you find those and I, I, it's so funny. Cause I've had friends, like you get in that swirling vortex of doom of mm-hmm. like, nothing's ever, you see their name pop up on your phone and you look at your phone. You're like, fuck. Yes. Oh, like instant <laughs> you're like, Oh, I don't want to answer. And then it's really, you bring up a really good point is respecting yourself more mm-hmm. than than wanting to allow that person to come in cross your boundaries mm-hmm. and to be able to say, dude, like, could you do when you call, is there any, is there anything positive going on in your life mm-hmm. yeah. ever? <laughs> because otherwise you get sucked into the swirling vortex of doom and it doesn't help you. And I've had to do that with friends in the past and just have that question. And I don't know about you, but as you've leveled up and as I've changed, especially over the last couple of years, um, I find that people say, you've really changed. 
Oh yeah. You've really changed. And I, I, I like, you know, I don't, I don't really know what you're doing right now, but I don't know. I don't know if I really like this. And it's so interesting because once again, as women, the people pleasers and, and due to whatever happened in our childhood and trauma, we want to be accepted because that's such a core need. We're willing to slide back out because what's happened, we've stepped out of our comfort zone. So we're in the panic zone and unbeknownst to everybody closest to us, we're going to drag them along with us because they're going to come, but they're going to try and pull us back. How do you handle that when you have those people that are like, ah, you know, man, you, you changed a lot. I don't find, I don't know if this version of you, who are you trying to be right now? Yeah. Well, number one, I journal about it. And number two, I, I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that it's really, I mean, my husband, my mom, my best friend, it, it, who cares, who fucking cares? Like, that's the point. You're supposed to be changing and you're supposed to be growing and you're supposed to be learning and you're supposed to be constantly evolving into different versions of you. And if that no longer suits them or makes them feel comfortable, that's not my problem. That sounds like a you problem, if I'm being honest. And so, and there's this, there's this, uh, like this meme of somebody looking at someone and they're like, you've changed and she's got flowers in her hair and she's just this beautiful blooming version of herself. And she's like, yeah, that's the fucking point is I can't stay stagnant forever. Right. I have to grow and I have to figure out who I am. And if I'm 20, if I'm 50, if I'm 70 years old, then great. And sometimes that means outgrowing people. And that means outgrowing relationships. But again, you have to constantly be number one, serving, serving others coming from a place of health and nourishing you as a person and your soul, because that's, that's all that matters in this world. It's just like, don't be a dick, be a good person, help other people share your story, but don't let other people's opinions of you really like change you or alter you in a crazy way. Because at the end of the day, they don't, they don't mean anything and you should constantly be changing. So I, I don't know, I, I journal about it. And then I just get very like, just, it doesn't matter. It's just like, it's such a waste of energy when people are like, you've changed. Okay, cool. It's not even a thought in my mind about what your opinion is, you know, at this point and strangers on the internet will, especially on TikTok will just like, well, you're different. You're different. Well, good. I want to be different. I want to be very different, you know? <laughs> and there's the door. Don't let it hit you where the good Lord split you. So have a nice <laughs> life. And, you know, you may come back. They may circle back and come back into your life. So I, when I started this podcast journey, it was so funny because I was like, okay, I'm going to be totally transparent. I'm going to talk about shit. And then I was like, oh God, but what are these people going to think about me? Yeah. And it's so funny that the longer I've been doing it, and like you said at the beginning, sharing your story is so important because the more I shared and some of the most traumatic things that I've been through, some of the most controversial things that I have talked about that have happened in my life have helped so many people. Why do you think we are so scared to share our stories? Oh, because we don't want to be judged. We want people to like us. Like, like you said earlier, being like accepted, that's, that's like a basic need as any human, but especially a woman, we want people to like us. We want people to pick us. We want people to say, you're good enough. You're worthy. And when you share something that's not pretty and really, really ugly, and just, you've been holding on to for a very long time, typically uh, it's terrifying. And it's, it's scary because you don't want to be judged. 
Um, but oftentimes you are your own harshest critic. So really most cases you're going to be treated with, thank you for sharing. That was really vulnerable. And I appreciate you. And I loved seeing that other side of you instead of, oh my God, you're a horrible person because really you're telling yourself that probably more than anybody else in the room that you're sharing <laughs> oftentimes. Hey, yeah. I think we are our worst enemies. I mean, you think about it. If you think about the, the narrative that is in your head, most of the time, if someone spoke to me the way that I think about myself <laughs> or the way that I talk to myself, be like, bitch, please, you are not a welcome to be in my life, but mm-hmm. yet we will do this over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm going to assume, oh boy, because you know, mom says, don't assume anything, you make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. But I'm going to assume that your journal helps women get through that and get through that part because that is such an intrinsic part of who we are as women. When we were little, I've shared this quite often. When we're little, the very first toy we were usually given was a doll. And we're taught, take care of the baby, feed the baby, do everything Mm. for the baby. So instantly at two years old, we now in our little two-year-old pea brain goes, take care of baby. And then as we grow older, then if we're in a dysfunctional family, we're taking care of siblings, maybe even our parents. Then we go through the four M's of matriculation, uh, marriage, motherhood, and, and then menopause. So all through that, we're taught how to take care of everybody else. But we really, unless you grew up with someone who was really in tune with who they are, they didn't teach you how to take care of yourself. Right. How do you help women learn how to take care of themselves and not have that guilt and shame that goes along with it? So I think you nailed it with the journaling piece. Um, the guilt and the shame is, uh, I feel almost a a separate subject because that's deep. And I know that that runs deep and I am not a therapist and I do not claim to be a therapist. So what I do in this journal is I give women and men, but mostly women, all of the tools that they need to be able to overcome um, divorces, right? I, 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 the messages that I get all the time blow my mind. The, the, I'm, I'm often overwhelmed with gratitude of, I just got a divorce or, uh, somebody messaged me like two weeks ago. I I got a divorce two years ago and I'm still struggling through it. And I want to let you know, your journal is the only thing that helped. The only thing that helped. I'm like, my God, this is what it's all about. Right. This is what it's all about. I get people writing me letters, uh, to my PO box. Like, thank you so much for your, uh, it's just, I'm giving you the tools that are not, anything. It's, I mean, it's a book at the end of the day. It's just the way that they are and your accountability. It brings, it brings it out of you, what you've already had inside of you, but somebody told you that you needed to play small and you needed to shut the fuck up and sit down and be quiet and you're too much. And this brings it out. And, and in the journal, you get to sort of reclaim your, your freedom and independence and place in this world. And that's a beautiful thing. And so the guilt and the shame come along with it. But I really think if you, if you want to target guilt and shame on its own therapy, hundred percent, if you're, if you have the means to, to be able to do so. So what started you on this? I, I I'm thousand percent journal person. I love it. Every Monday morning, I write out a hundred things that I'm grateful for. 
And uh, sometimes there are days where I'm like, fuck this. This is stupid. I'm not grateful for shit today. (laughs) And then I'm like, this sucks. And then I have to be like, okay, wait a minute. I'm living in a house. I have a nice car. I've got, you know, cool dogs. Stop speaking of quit licking me. Um, (laughs) Like, Jesus. So uh, this is real life, people. Um, (laughs) But when you think about journaling, what was it when you were in that time where you were on food stamps and welfare? Because I was there too with, with my kids. And what started you with journaling? What was the thing that said, Hey, I think I'm going to start writing about it. So I want to be, I want to be very clear that I did not start journaling in that, in that time period of my life. What changed back then in terms of me getting out of that situation was what I stated earlier, surroundings, your surroundings are, who are you hanging out with? Whatever, what are the things that you're watching, listening to all of that? That's what kind of was the catalyst for me to turn into like Amanda 2.0, if you will. Journaling came about in one of the other shitty times after that. And I was working at a startup here in Austin and it turned out to be a complete sham uh, of a business. Uh, it was like, we weren't getting paid and I was getting bullied. Um, and that, that's also just hard to admit because as an adult, like getting bullied, there's a lot of shame with that. Like, well, you're an adult, like you should be able to stick up for yourself. And I was just in a really dark place. And so I, um, was listening to a podcast and I heard somebody talking about journaling and how you can journal to number one, create and like shift your own reality to have a better life. And I'm like, well, who doesn't fucking want that? And then number two, to rewire these neural pathways in your brain. And I'm like, well, what's a neural pathway? First of all, I don't know what you're saying. So (laughs) I took it upon myself to just do all of the research. And by research, I mean, I'm, I didn't read one book. I listen, right. I'm like an audible freak. So I'm listening to all of these books. I'm listening to all these podcasts. I'm buying these journals. I'm buying plain notebooks. And I'm just like writing shit down. And that is what was the catalyst for me becoming my quote unquote higher self of who I was back then. Um, so that was sort of just, I was at a low point in my life and you, you really, it's, it's kind of shitty to say, but like, Oftentimes the greatest people have their biggest come-ups from when they were at rock bottom. Now, I don't know if that's, that was necessarily my rock bottom. I would probably say not, um, but it definitely helped me get out of a really shitty time. And so now I'm like, Oh God, I can't, I can't live without it. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's lots of time. And I, I like it because I can go in and write, like write letters to people that have pissed me off and mm. people in my past and, and you know, those neuropathways, I'm actually an NLP practitioner. So yeah. I actually work with women, go through trauma. And that's part of the thing. When you're my client, <clears throat> you're going to journal. And if you don't like it, I don't fucking care because it works. Yeah. But yeah. I like to also write letters to people that have hurt me and mm-hmm. just say everything that I needed to say to them. And I like, I set that shit on fire. Yes. So there's so many different ways that you can do this. So what else do you do besides, so you're a speaker and you have your journal, what else do you do? Yeah, so I also help people um, become their higher self. So I have a course that I did one time, I did live online and it was, the feedback was incredible. People are, again, like just knocking down my door, like, 
how can we take this again? So I just made it evergreen. So I just go on and take it. It's called the higher self mastery course. And we go in and journaling is a little small aspect of it, but we talk about um, actually being able to communicate with your higher self. We do a lot of breath work, a lot of meditation. Um, <clears throat> I'm also a travel columnist and um, content creator. So I'll work with properties, hotels, Airbnbs, airports, whatever cities, and just uh, create content for them, make videos for TikTok and um, ultimately get them bookings, which is fun for me because I never was really afforded travel as a, as a child growing up, anything like that. And so now I'm like, yes, and I can get paid to travel and that's great. And then also teach thousands of people to do it. Great. Love that. So really just traveling, uh, journaling, helping people to my, my, a part of my mission statement is, um, inspiring independence and freedom. And that runs through everything that I fucking do. So if anything else were to ever come up, I really just want to keep it close to, it's going to help people feel like a badass really. And just like regain your, your, you can not ever be too much. You can literally do whatever the fuck you want to do. And if it pisses off somebody else, who fucking cares? I want to bring that out in people. So I think I do that through my TikTok videos. I think I do that through my journal. I think I do that through my courses. So if we can just stick with that, then I really just feel like I'm like fulfilling like a sole purpose of mine. And that brings up a really good point is that I'm starting to see it change where, and I don't know whether it's that whole manifestation law of universe, like what you focus on, you bring more into your life. I think, and I could be wrong, but I really think that the quote unquote woo that people talk about, oh, well, that's some woo woo shit. That's really starting to come forefront because people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. They're tired of feeling like shit every day. They're tired of going to the job that they hate to make money, to impress people that they don't know and that they don't even like. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking for this. I think people are starting to awaken to the possibility that, hey, I can actually be whatever I want. Yeah. Wait, what <laughs> did you shut up? And I think that people are really starting to get to that point. Are you seeing that as far as out there in the quote unquote world, or do you think it's just something that because we're in the same realm, we see it a lot more? You know, I'm seeing a lot of it. <clears throat> I'm seeing a lot more. And even in people's vocabulary and they might not even know it, where they're using the word manifest or they're using, and like five years ago, they had no idea what the shit meant. Uh, a lot more people know about NLP, I'll tell you that right now. And oh, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of uh, social media trends with, here's how you can harness the energy on the full moon, or here's the difference between a new moon and a full moon, right? We're gonna burn letters and set intentions on a new moon. And it's like, I don't, care if you think that's bullshit or not, because if that works for you and you feel like you can take control of your life a little bit more and have more, um, agency over whatever it is that you do, then good for you. Then you need to believe in all of that shit because that's, that's, that's all it is at the end of the day, whatever you believe you give power to, whether that's woo woo or whether that's traditional or whether that's, you know, I don't know, paganism, whatever you believe in, you're going to give power to with that belief. So just make sure it's what you really want at the end of the day. It's, it is funny because I'm 55 and I'm seeing a lot of my kids are going to be 34, uh, 30 and 29. 
And I'm seeing a lot of that generation that are really starting to embrace that and really starting to go against the status quo and say, listen, that's not okay. We're discovering that there's so much more to life out here than go to school, get a degree, get married, have 2.5 kids, get a white picket fence. People are living lives like you are where you're like, fuck it. Where am I going to go travel to next? Who needs an article written? And they're being called to jobs that you would have never thought about when, like when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing because I I mean, so many people who like just in, in your generation, in uh, even older, they would have never, they would have been like, well, that's, that's, and I know a lot of people who have this animosity that are like, that's unfair. I couldn't have that because so many people felt like they were in this cage. Um, and it's, I, I don't know, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think if, if it makes you happy and you're not hurting anybody else, you know, who cares? And really there's, I don't, I don't know. I think it's really not that different in terms of like a belief to what like older generations believe in, in terms of, you know, I was raised in a Catholic Christian home. The things that I believe in aren't that different. It's just, you're, you're calling it something different. You're giving it a different name, right? It's just to be a good human and to have something that you believe in higher power, call it whatever the fuck you want. The universe, God, oneness, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just, you, whatever you believe in will give you power. And then you just live your best life, whatever that means, whatever that looks like for you, just do it. And I think there's so much, um, what is the word I'm trying to think of so much, just, I don't know. It's just fucking great. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm, I'm watching it happen and I'm going, and I'm watching these systems that are starting to crumble and, you know, the old patriarchy is starting to fall and there's this new that's coming up and, people are so scared of it. And it's like, if you just would follow the nudges and I call it, uh, I heard it, uh, Jackie Siv calls it Gus, God, universe, spirit. If Gus calls you, he will keep calling you and keep calling you until you answer the fucking phone. And if you don't answer, what happens is there's situations and people that just keep showing up in your life until you go, okay, all right. I will talk to you about my car's extended warranty. Whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I will just please just stop calling. And I think that people are learning to start following the nudges. Like if you get a nudge to go play in the rain, go do it. Oh, yeah. If you get a nudge to go to the beach, go do it. If you get a nudge to whatever it is, it's the breadcrumbs. And once we start realizing that those breadcrumbs are from a deity, what, like you said, whatever you want to fucking call it. Yeah. When you realize those breadcrumbs you've asked for it, you've said, and I'm sure you've said it. I know I've said it where I've been on in the bathroom in the shower, in the floor of the shower, sobbing, going, I just need a sign. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is we sit there and we're like, Oh, well, can I have a signier sign? Cause that's, yeah. that sign wasn't quite enough. I just, I think I might need a signier sign. Yeah. <laughs> and it's finding and starting to understand that, that the universe is trying to guide you to your highest destiny 
We just have to understand who we surround ourselves with, the diet, what music do you listen to? Are you listening to screaming death metal? And, and I have nothing against screaming death metal, but if that's all you listen to, it's affecting you at some unconscious level, the music you listen to, the shows you watch. If you're, I put a post up the other day and I got shit for it. Cause I said, listen, it's all about your diet. If all you're talking about is serial killers, um, hi, maybe we need to switch to something that's a little bit more positive yeah, maybe. Yeah. because it's, it's what your diet is. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone who feels like, Oh, I'm so close to just busting out, but I'm so scared to just be who I am. Oh my God. It's not, I wish it were that simple. I wish I could just be like, don't care what other people think and go live your life. But like, that's fucking hard <laughs> even. So right? I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say something that really helped me. That was just so easy. And that I started doing every day and made me feel more powerful because it's not, let me just be very clear. This is not going to be an overnight thing. This is not going to be like one day you wake up and you're like, Hey world, like maybe in a movie, but it's probably going to happen really gradually for you. And you need to be okay with that. So if you're listening and you're like, ah, I want this overnight sensation, like let's rethink the the standards here. Um, so something that helped with me that was really, really gradual, but had this profound impact was I listen to intake my information while I was getting ready every day. So while I was in the shower, put on a podcast. While I'm putting on my makeup, listen to an audible. Like just take take the time where you're normally, what else are you doing? You're just daydreaming and thinking about stupid shower thoughts. Like listen to a podcast, listen to a book, listen to something that emulates something about what you wanna be or what you want this next level of your life to look like. And it's so simple. It's so easy, right? Cause you're already just on autopilot. Your brain's just, you're putting on your makeup, you're curling your hair, you're doing whatever. I don't know, getting ready for the gym. Even if it's only five minutes every day, even if you're like, well, I don't, I don't put on makeup. I don't want do you shower? I hope so. Put it on the shower. Right. So just little tiny things like that in your day that can like build these badass habits over time. That is probably the simplest, most effective piece of advice I would have for somebody. <laughs> It reminds me of that picture where you see the ballerina and she's on point up on the tippy toes. And you're like, this is what you see. This is what you don't see. And it's like, her toes are just bloody and bruised and just, you know, these, her feet are just in agony. And that's what you don't see is people see these quote unquote overnight successes, but they don't see the years that yeah. they took two steps forward, took one step back, took three steps forward, took two steps back, took four steps forward, took three steps back. As long as I think what happens is you get those three steps back and you're like, oh, fuck it. See, I knew it wasn't going to work. This yeah. is stupid. It's not yeah. going to do it. But we forget that, guess what? You might take three steps back, but you're still seven steps further than you were when you very first started. Yeah. Like you, you journaled about where you are right now is often the case yes. and you take it for yeah, granted. The past you would have given anything that they're looking at, you know, like it's that, you know, people, and I hate the shame gratitude. I, I fucking hate that. It's like, oh, well, you should be grateful because somebody doesn't have, you know, a homeless person be really grateful for where you live. Shaming people into being grateful is not <laughs> going to work. It's just like, uh, no, Becky, that's not how any of this works. Mm -hmm. 
But looking back at your life and thinking back to, okay, Juliet 22 would have never imagined my life the way it is now. Yeah. Never would have imagined it. If you had a magic wand and you could go back and change your past, would you do it? No, not in a second. And and that's, oh God, sometimes my husband and I would get into these really, really deep conversations and we ask each other, like, would you change anything? Would you? And I, I think about it. And I am always close to saying yes, but I don't think I would even in those really hard moments and those hard times because that affected me in some way. And I like who I am today. And it affected me in some minuscule or really, really big way. And I don't really know. Uh, And I wouldn't want to take that chance in like fucking anything else up. You know, like it just takes one one second to like meet someone who can impact your life forever. And like, then I don't know what if you would have changed something, then you don't have kids anymore or you don't yep. have a, a partner. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to mess with all that shit. So I'll just, I'll take right. it as it is. <laughs> right. There was that movie that came out with uh, Ashton Kutcher, the butterfly effect. Yes. That, I think movie, of that movie fucked my world <laughs> up. Yeah. I used to be able like, oh yeah, I'd go back and change this. You know, would you go? Cause like I've been homeless. I got 33 years of sobriety, like all this shit that I've been through. My mom asked me that one time. She's like, would you ever go back and change it? And I remember seeing that movie and going, yeah. no, because if I change even the most little thing of tying your, sh- your left shoe before your right shoe, you don't know how that little tiny change could affect the rest of your life. So I'm a thousand percent with you on that. Yeah. So I have one last question for you. Damn. I thought that was the surprise question. No, no. shit. You're like, God damn it. No, I'm nervous. No. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sweating. (laughs) See that even (laughs) me. And I'm like, I'm sitting here looking, I'm like, I'm, I'm having a hot flash. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. The world's on fire. Everything's fine. Okay. So For the person that's listening, that is sitting in the shit pit, that literally is in the shit pit that doesn't even think that, Hey, you know, you and Amanda, you sound great. I'm so glad you guys are successful, but my life fucking sucks right now. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to put in a piece of paper. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone to just start to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, and it just has to be one thing. You just had to make well, I mean, it one thing. <laughs> there are so many. I told you it wasn't. I told you it wasn't going to be easy. Oh, Damn it, man. Okay, well, okay. If you can do two, that's all fine. right. So my my initial thing, like while you were talking, just to tell them, like, keep going. But I realized that, like, if somebody would have told me that in the shit, I would have been like, okay, go fuck yourself. Keep going. What does that even mean? So something tangible. So listen, you're in the ship pit right now. And things aren't, aren't too hot. They're looking great, whether it's loss or suffering or whatever the case may be. Um, I want you to know that there is always somebody rooting for you. There's always somebody that's going to want what's best for you. Even if it seems like that's nobody that can always be yourself. And so now you know what you don't want. You know, you don't want this anymore in your life. And that's really shitty and fucking sucks. What, what is the opposite? What does that look like? And write that down. And if you don't want, know what to write, write down the opposite of what you know you don't want because you're experiencing right now. I don't want to be homeless. 
So then what's the opposite? I want a house. Okay, you can say you want a house. Let's get specific. You want a mansion? Fucking right, you want a mansion. And don't be so hard on yourself when the opposite things seem really, really, really out of reach. And I want you to keep that piece of paper with you and I want you to keep it in your pocket and I want you to look at it every fucking day. And I don't want you to laugh at it. And I don't want you to say, this is absolutely ridiculous. I want you to actually be the only person who is, is going to believe in you. And if that's, that's you, then that's you. Um, and then look at that and then keep going because that's a tangible thing that you can have, you can feel, and you could hold. Um, and then just keep going. Cause it's not going to happen overnight and it is going to be shitty and you are going to have, you know, regression and you're going to have good times and the highs are going to be high and the lows are going to be low. But if you keep going, then you'll actually be able to experience more of those highs and more of those like really, really good times. And if you stop, then you're just setting yourself up for instant failure and you'll never know what your life could be if you just stop. So do that and keep going and know that there's somebody rooting for you. It's so funny because uh, I'm at 50 episodes, 50, 51 episodes, and I've never gotten the same answer. I bet. Oh, man. I, and I love it because there's so, there's so many different answers in that. I just love how it empowers. And I get feedback all the time, Julie, that question at the end just helps oh. so much. And yeah. so I never want to prepare people because what comes up is always what that one person needed to hear. Mm. So for somebody who says, oh my God, I need Amanda in my life. How do they find you? Yeah. So exploring Amanda on pretty much every single social media platform channel. And then my website is exploringamanda.com. Awesome. And uh, where can they find your journal? So journals are on exploringamanda.com and they are free shipping right now. So go get it y'all. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. Wonderful. So any last thoughts? You know, um, I think what you're doing is fucking incredible. And I don't know why, but I'm just like feeling very called to tell you this, that like you're impacting so many people's lives. And I've been on, I mean, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 podcasts at this point in my life. And I don't think I've ever said that to anybody. I really, really feel like you're helping so many people, even if it's just one person per episode that like you're, you're just impacting people's lives. So I don't know. I just, I'm feeling a lot of appreciation for you right now. So thank you for doing what you do. Damn it. You're not supposed to make me cry. I mean it. And I'm normally, I don't, I'm not a words of affirmation kind of giver, but I just felt called to, to say that just it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it's funny because I look up uh, my highest intention sits on my wall and it's to spark a global movement that empowers women to rise from the ashes of their lives, to reclaim their divine inner Phoenix. And remember who you were before the world told you who you should fucking be. Oh yeah. That's deep. That's good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. So all of Amanda's links are going to be in the show notes. So go read the show notes. They'll be the links. And uh, I am just so grateful that you chose to spend this time with me. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored by your presence and I greatly appreciate it. And for those that are listening, I tell you this every single week and I will never not tell you is that you are enough. You were born enough. You are enough. You will always be enough. Your magic, stardust, and divinity wrapped up in a human experience. And if you could only see the, the absolute 
beautifulness that shines out from your eyes, you would never, ever, ever doubt your greatness again. And with that, my friends, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.